DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. And the A today stands for R, as in the Broncos are back, baby. <laughs> Boo. I used A last. That's just unacceptable. That's amazing. Right? That was a little confusing. I yeah, had... it's, I'm confused. Oh, I, you know what? Yeah. I'll give you credit, though. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah. And also, I, uh, I, I would have said awareness. Because I put you on an audible right before the show started by uh, by having Allie, another A. Mm. We're just hitting all the A's right all now. All A's. Allie, start the show before we were ready. Had you scrambling. But you know what? Sometimes that happens in the NFL. So I had to have you be in a similar situation. Allie goes, are you guys ready? <laughs> Zach goes, Yeah. When we hear the music start playing, I'm like, I'm not ready. He's like, actually, I'm not either. <laughs> well, and here we are. We're just buying time, right? Yeah, exactly. What are, are you ready now? Uh, yes, the Broncos are back. <laughs> and we and that's what we're talking are about. ready. <laughs> um, Broncos minicamp day one in the books. And maybe not exactly what we would have expected to happen mm, out there. That is correct, Ryan. There was uh, the Broncos were back. And there was a SWAT team at practice today. No, not an actual SWAT team, but the Denver Broncos defense was a SWAT team on every single level. When it came to the defensive line, when it came to the outside edge rushers, when it came to the cornerbacks, guys were batting passes away left and right. I know Shelby Harris isn't on the team anymore, but it was like he was there today. Bradley Chubb getting in the mix. Draymond Jones getting in the mix. Michael O.J. Moodya getting in the mix. A ton of backups getting in the mix. And that made it pretty difficult day for Russell Wilson to complete passes. And I don't want to overreact to this. Obviously, it's day one of minicamp. And, and it's not a overarching overreaction. I don't ca- really care about who's winning uh, practice day to day. Agreed. That's another A. But... I think it's important to monitor the batted passes because what did we say all about Russell Wilson? We've known it about him his whole career, but even as you know, we're watching film and stuff after the trade and you get so excited watching it. But when you see Russell Wilson highlights, you see things to the numbers and outside. And we talk so much about how, yeah, well, like, like I said it about Trey McBride. I was like, Trey McBride works the middle of the field. That's where he eats and lives. Russell Wilson doesn't look towards the middle of the field. Right. And it's always been assumed that the reason why Russell Wilson doesn't work the middle of the field is because he's small. And that's okay if you're as dominant as he's been as a quarterback in the NFL. But it got me to thinking, is it that Russell Wilson doesn't like to throw to the middle of the field? Or is it that Seattle realized that Russell Wilson can't throw over the line and designed an offense that doesn't go towards the middle of the field. Now that would probably have to be a whole other film room to look. Are they even running routes there? Right. Or are they keeping everything outside and really the, the routes that are going there are just decoys to, you know, t- clear out a linebacker or something along those lines. So that's, that's my instant slight overreaction is it's okay. Either way, it's going to be okay because we already know that Russell Wilson knows, you know, it's not like you drafted – let's say Kyler Murray a couple years ago, and you're just now figuring out, oh, no, he can't throw over the line. Is he going to be able to succeed in the NFL? Now, we already know he's going to succeed in the NFL. But I'm wondering if Nathaniel Hackett and co. said, man, I think this guy can work the middle of the field, run the normal offense. And they're starting to realize, okay, maybe we do need to stay away from there. It'd be a little alarming, another A. I'm just going to see how wow. long I can do this for. Uh, if if they come to that conclusion that he can't throw, now it wouldn't be it wouldn't be terrible, uh, but it's not ideal if you have to eliminate the middle of the field. But Ryan, as you mentioned. Russell Wilson can have success even if he doesn't throw into the middle of the field. Now, I guess two good things uh, that that there were two good completions, really two good pass plays today, both to Albert O, another A there, and both kind of in the middle of the field. Albert Okue. Ah, I like that. I like that a lot. Both kind of in the middle of the field. So first one uh, was Albert started on the left then crossed over the linebackers in between the safeties, uh, crossing right after he got 
right about the hash, the right hash, Russ threw a nice little sidearm pass to him with so much zip. I mean, this was an absolute dart. The pass of the day, kind of around the right tackle, so he wasn't going over the right tackle. A sidearm dart, Albert O caught it and took off Kareem Jackson in a game. Maybe would have caught up to him, but Alberto also might have took off for 55 yards and a touchdown there. So that was kind of in the middle of the field. It's not like uh, a But you're telling perfect. me it's around the right tackle, which means it wasn't through the pocket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's his way of uh, manipulating. manipulating and allowing himself to work the middle of the field if he can't do it in a traditional way. And then the other one was in the red zone. Broncos at about, I think, the five-yard line. And Russell Wilson buys time, buys time, and then finds Albert O in the middle, middle, kind of the right hash again, middle right hash of the end zone. He fires another dart in there. Albert makes a catch for a touchdown. That was the only passing touchdown the Broncos had today and they were working a lot of goal line situations a lot from the 5 10 and 12 yard line a lot of running plays uh about half and half and they couldn't punch it in could not punch it in except for that one time so of course there's always two sides to the story was it good by the defense or was it bad by the offense I mean just pass breakups and Michael OJ Moody he is stealing this offseason he may be the biggest winner of these OTAs uh, because he Ryan not only is playing really well but he's playing ahead of Ronald Darby now Ronald Darby might be tweaked a little bit but an interesting thing typically the Broncos PR department does not put players that are injured on the podium to speak with media. You know who we talked to today? Ron Darby. Ronald Darby. So that makes me think, okay, this isn't an injury thing. And I don't think it's a knock on Ronald Darby. I think it's a, a big, big uh, acknowledgement as to what Michael O.J. Moody is doing and how he's looking. And so why I bring him up is Russ. Tim Patrick runs to the back of the end zone on the left side, runs to the back of the end zone, cuts back, and Tim Patrick is running back to the ball as a wide receiver should. A Russ little throws. pylon comeback. Yep, and it's a dart, though. So Russ throws a dart, and O.J. Mudia is with, the, with Tim Patrick on his hip the entire time. And even though Tim Patrick does it well and how a wide receiver should have continuing to run to the ball, O.J. Mudia just runs a little faster, gets his hand in there, pops the ball out. That was probably the best defensive play of the uh, of the day today and he was running with the ones all day opposite uh pat sertan and then you had kwan williams in the slot this is big because two years ago michael oj Mudia's rookie season we kind of liked the way that he looked if you guys remember yeah um he got beat like everyone does i think he got like smoked by julio jones <laughs> like who, who among us hasn't yep. been smoked yep. by julio jones um, Actually, I haven't. Oh, yeah, nice. really? yeah, yeah. And you were a he's, corner. So. Uh, exactly. And he's on my team of Madden, so he can't burn me <laughs> if uh, he's on my team. Um, you know, and there he had his moments, his rookie moments. But all the while we were saying, like, it's pretty sticky, though. Mm -hmm. he, he finds himself in good positions. He's usually on the hip of whoever he's guarding. And then last year, injuries, all that stuff just disappears off the face of the earth. Honestly, becomes a complete afterthought for everyone. Um, except for there, like, there was always like a few people pounding the, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. the Michael o. OJ Moody. And I m remember we were like, oh, he could be back by week four. He could yep. be back by week six. And Just keep pushing it out. When did he come back? At the end of the season. Yeah, like he had a very, or 18. yeah, he had a very good game to end the season. And that was it. And still, when we talk about this defense and, you know, what was going out and what was coming in, we didn't talk much about Michael OJ Moody. And I'm saying all this as a good thing. Mm. Because it's almost like you got like a free draft pick or something. Yeah. If he turns out to be a player for this defense, you just weren't expecting much from him. And all of a sudden you have a starter. That's a really, really big win for the Broncos who, you know, obviously lose Bryce Callahan. Um, and you're just not sure what this secondary is going to look like. Yeah, 100%. And they, they, this is a great step in this direction. If Ronald Darby, he's on your team this year because you're going to pay him anyways. He had that three-year deal, first two years guaranteed. So you're not going to be moving on from him. But if he's your depth piece, Ryan, then we're talking about this cornerback room being extremely strong this year. And we're talking about this secondary being should be 
one of the best, if not the best secondaries in the entire NFL. And then so now all it's going to come down to is how good the defense is, is just how how healthy are the outside linebackers going to be? What type of production are you going to get from them? It would be huge news for this defense if they're running four deep at corner. And I assume... Nathaniel Hackett, nothing but good things to say about him. Yes, exactly. Nothing but good things. His his words were he stepped up to the plate this offseason. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm very curious about what's going on with Darby. But what I keep coming back to is brand new coaching staff. You know, um, we, all, we all remember the quote from George Payton to Vic Fangio, I got you your corners. Mm-hmm. And it was Kyle Fuller. That's another one that you lose in the offseason, although he was benched, basically. (laughs) Um, You know, it was Kyle Fuller. It was Ron Darby. It was Pat Sertan. Those were like the three additions last year. And Vic Fangio was supposed to, you know, that was supposed to be a huge boon for him. Doesn't happen. And now you have a whole new coaching staff. And just it's very possible that Ivaro is just sitting there saying, I like Ojemudia better for what I do. Mm-hmm. And he should absolutely get that call. Yep. And then why it's huge moving forward, Ryan, is right now I think the Broncos are slated to have $12 million in cap space next year. Again, they can manipulate the hell out of that, and they're certainly going to in their window of winning. And next year it's really going to jump and take that next level. Uh, but they only have $12 million in cap space. They want to open up some more. Signing bonuses to guys, but also if Michael O.J. Moody is that corner, he's a starting corner on the outside with Pat Sertan as well. You got K1 Williams as well. You can save $10 million by moving on from Ronald Darby. After the season or after, before? After this season. What about before? Any before this season? There? No. Okay. No, no incentive. Because we're always looking for the, the surprise vet yep. cut. Yep. Won't be him. I do not believe it'll be him. Okay. Uh, tell me more. Who else stood out? You mentioned O.J. Moody. Bradley Chubb, another good one, huh? Yeah, he's getting some pressure off the edge again. Garrett Bowles is back, and he's missed pretty much the entire OTAs dealing with some family stuff. His family had COVID, he told us this past week, so he wanted to be there for his family. And today, he was back, Bradley Chubb, getting under his skin. Not the first time we've seen that. It is not. Now, last week, we talked about Bradley Chubb absolutely burning the left tackles who were rotating and burning Calvin Anderson on the right side. It wasn't so much burning today, but getting his hands up, disruptive, piling people, uh, power driving people back into Russ. Russ was not escaping much today, and Bradley Chubb had a big hand in that. And how he was getting under Garrett Bowles' skin uh, is... He was able to jump but not go in the neutral zone and get Brad, get Garrett Bowles to jump uh, or have a false start. That should not be a false start, in my opinion. Uh, so you don't think that you think the defense should be set? I yeah, I don't think you should be allowed to coerce someone into jumping off so, or jumping early. So you don't like when defensive lines will do that intentional shift. Uh, as a, you, you really only see it in college, but when they do that intentional shift right before the snap to try to get guys to jump. I actually do like that, and I think that should be allowed. Okay. Because you can spin that off as like this is a strategic yeah. thing that we're doing for our mm. defense to get in position. This is just, you know, you're jumping. You're, it, it's, you're messing up, honestly. If anyone has ever played benefit. offensive line, um, the idea, the, the amount of like – tension that builds up in your body as you're getting ready to jump off the ball yeah is terrible i hate yeah. it, it was, you know <laughs> yeah. when i first started playing football i started on the offensive line and it was like the worst feeling ever you know your coach said watch the ball watch the ball watch the ball so you're like sitting there and you're almost like shaking because you can't move at all which even that i think is a silly rule um like you know an offensive lineman like moves their hand or whatever and we get a false start i'm like what did this do for the game it did nothing but slow us down yeah well unfortunately those are the rules and and i think (laughs) the rules should be changed you can't coerce (laughs) because you shouldn't be able to coerce an offensive lineman into false starting it comes back to that a word awareness you just got you got to be aware out there right and so that happened he he got bulls to jump and when i tell you this defense was chirping today oh were they chirping and you could see bradley chubb start to get a massive smile lined up right across garrett bolts because to to rewind for those that don't remember last year Mm -hmm. two years last year bradley chubb and garrett bowles 
got under each other's skin so much where it they not only fought on the field, but then Garrett Bowles had to be sent into the locker room for like 30 minutes during practice, which is something you just don't see. Yeah, essentially a timeout to go get calmed down. I think Chris Cooper went back there with him. Yeah. So these guys have a history of going after each other, and I think Bradley Chubb likes to uh, likes to get under Garrett Bowles' skin. So that happened. Next- Two things. One, I think it's good um, practice for Garrett. To oh, try to not let this get under your yep. skin. And also hear the noise. Yep. Because he's going to hear the noise if that happens in Denver. Two, this is great news for Bradley Chubb. Because when the Broncos drafted Bradley Chubb, it was never, oh, this guy has insane bend. Or he's got an incredible bag of moves. It was, no, he's relentless. And everything you're telling me about today sounds like relentless Bradley Chubb is what got under Garrett Bowles' skin. It's just every play he's coming he's hammering you with like the hammer fist and all that stuff and that wears you down over time and that's what bradley chubb does such a great job of pushing guy obviously strength is a huge um strength of his uh and so little things like that it's like okay if bradley chubb is playing at his best He's going to be getting under the skin of whoever's trying to block him because he just keeps coming and coming and coming. Yep, exactly, and uh, uh, and that's what Garrett Bowles or that's what Bradley Chubb did. Then the next time, the very next play after the defense is hooting and hollering, and I'm telling you, we are getting some very weird hooting and hollering. Try to record that maybe at some point. Uh, then Garrett Bowles. I think Garrett Bowles jumped offsides or had a false start again, or it was the guy next to him. I don't remember, but then the defense just went crazy again, and Bradley Chubb was going crazy. And you're 100% right. If this is the Bradley Chubb that we're getting and the bend is there too and the get off, and you're having guys have to anticipate the snap in order to keep up with, with Bradley Chubb, it would just be huge, and it would be another huge evolution to his game that the Broncos, they need because they need Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb to be a star pass rusher this year. They're paying they should both be, but I think it's naive to count on both of those guys. They need one of them. Yep. No one celebrates a, a false start like Bradley Chubb. Oh, and especially <laughs> when it's against Garrett Bowles. But I mean, if you just, you just remember the games, That's like true. We, I've actually gotten on him before because I'm like, yeah, he has to use all of his sack dances <laughs> for when someone jumps off sides. Yikes. Jumps yikes. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. And, and he was celebrating today, Ryan. And before we go any further, place to celebrate the Colorado Avalanche Woo. is here at the DNVR bar Wednesday, 6 p.m. We're going to be opening right around three hours before puck drop. So right when you get off work, maybe even take a little bit, uh, take take off work a little bit early to get down to the bar, get some food before, because this is the place to be for the cup. It's going to be absolutely jumping. I cannot wait. I'll, I actually won't be here on Wednesday because I'll be at the Ah, nice. Yep. How, how, how was the ticket process? Uh, I got lucky uh, because I knew a couple people who had season tickets, and it was cheaper for season tickets to season ticket holders to add on. Oh. So they'll give season ticket holders, like, a little pre-sale. Yeah. Um, and luckily I was able to uh, get some from a season ticket holder. So not – didn't didn't run me broke, but right. – Not uh, free. Close. <laughs> At least. Um, but uh, I'm so excited – I was thinking about it. I've only ever been to one championship round game in Denver in my life, and that was game four of the 2007 World Series, which obviously not exactly the most fun series to no, be at. No, no. Really um, cool to say you went. But And then I was thinking, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. So this is uh, – I've never really been this excited for to go to any – sporting event ever and I don't like looking at it from the perspective of well when's the next time I'm going to be able to go because the abs very well it may be maybe next year so instead you look at backward you say well when was the last time I had this opportunity it would have been the 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 Rockies and then for the abs 21 years ago yep and the closest you obviously can get for the Broncos would be an AFC championship game um but it's still it's just crazy like basically you know it's a these these it's not quite a once in a lifetime opportunity, but they don't come around often. No, they certainly do. But if not you're not come. there, and you want to save like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, <laughs> then you want to come to the DNVR bar where it's going to be absolutely crazy. Imagine how many Breck brews you could buy with the savings of not going to Ball Arena but being here instead. Just off the top of my head, probably a hundred. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's bar prices that's, too. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's insane. And we're gonna have, of course, so much Breck Brew here. 
Colorado, or I shouldn't say Colorado Avalanche Ale, but Avalanche Ale is the drink. Even when it's hot out now, you got strawberry sky season. And one really cool thing. I mean, Breck Brew does so much for the community. They're giving back to the fires in the community that happened earlier this year. But an awesome thing they're doing is they're sending community stars to every single home Avs playoff game. That means the finals, they are giving away tickets. And if you want to send a community star to the Avs games that are coming up in the Stanley Cup, go to breckbrew.com to nominate a community star. They'll get hooked up with so much stuff. And it's really cool that that Breck Brew is putting the community here uh, and allowing fans to go to games. So check them out over at breckbrew.com. And also find the Breck Beer Locator. If you're not able to make it to the bar for a game, you're going to need some Breck Brews while watching the Avs. There you go. Also, got to go down to Infinity Park this weekend. Check out the American Raptors as they are in the midst of an international series right now playing Argentina and Uruguay um, at Infinity Park, which is pretty cool to see, you know, top-level international competition taking place right in our backyard. Um, And it's a great test for our American Raptors, which, of course, is an experimental team. They're trying to take players from different sports who didn't quite make it to the top top or stay at the top top level and play now they're going to get to play against some international opponents 10 bucks to get in and kids 12 and under are free so if you're looking for something to do uh, on the 18th this weekend Bring the family out there. Have yourself a day. Enjoy the sun. Enjoy the beautiful weather and enjoy some rugby. Absolutely. Enjoy some rugby. Really cool. They they played this weekend against, I believe, Argentina. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, still a ways to go for, <laughs> for the American team. But it is really cool that they are this new team of new guys playing rugby going up against international teams. Yep. And, of course, this isn't the, you know, the USA national team. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just supposed to be a feeder team for them. Right. Um, so these guys, you know, hopefully you'll see a couple guys stand out that might have a place uh, on the on the national team at some point. Yeah, yeah, re- re- really cool. Uh, and then so, Ryan, we were talking about right before the break, we were talking about how the defense likes to celebrate. That There was one really fun moment at practice near the very end uh, where uh, the offense is at the two-yard line and they're trying to punch it in. And running plays, the reason we, we, we haven't talked much running plays in, during OTAs, Ryan, is it's impossible to tell how good the running plays truly are mm-hmm. without pads, how the offensive line's doing against the defensive line. Uh, so a two-yard line, handoff to Javante Williams. Kareem Jackson apparently thinks he is going to absolutely blow the play up. So he, after blowing the play up, he goes in the backfield behind line scrimmage and just looks at the looks at the offensive staff that's not playing and like the coaching staff and gives a little uh gives a little dance like this and, mm. and, and a shimmying and Clip it. and having <laughs> uh and actually stay tuned to our i give the full dance and a full full oh, dance over yeah. at uh, dnvr broncos when we post uh, our takeaways oh there. yeah dear. it's uh it, it's bad i may have ryan green take that out um, no ryan green <laughs> keep that in for life uh and then actually i wish we were able to clip this next part or, or actually be able to uh, record it because the next play is the Alberto touchdown pass from Russell Wilson. You know who comes over and gives Kareem a little taste of that while Kareem is just standing there. Please and it's, tell me it's Russ. It's not Russ. Damn it. Justin Alton. <laughs> Justin Alton, <laughs> even goofier, and, and he's doing that dance right in front of Kareem. And Kareem just sits there and just, just takes, you know, shaking his head, kind of laughing it off. The next play, <laughs> of course, the defense gets the stop. Kareem went right over <laughs> to Justin Outen and was giving it back. And it, it's just a small thing like that. I mean, could – oh, my gosh. Could you imagine Kareem Jackson doing that to Pat Shermer last year? Oh and then gosh. Pat Shermer doing that to Kareem Jackson? <laughs> like, if Pat Shermer did that, he would have won a lot of people over. But That's that true. just never would have happened. Even the best thing he had. <laughs> yeah. That's not the kind of motion that he likes. <laughs> right, exactly. No. Um, <laughs> he likes Jerry Judy getting conditioning. Yeah, wasted motion. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love this. Uh, and I, I actually I was worried that you were going to say Kareem, like, freaked out right no 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 he just took it <laughs> that's great that's great i i think this type of stuff you know that's fun mm-hmm. yeah and i think i talked about this last week i'm like no matter what if you're playing a, a game against your friends yeah and you're having fun with it like you're gonna chirp you're gonna you know talk trash you're gonna do all that stuff it makes it more fun it, it ups the competition and that's what these guys needed i really think that 
energy and vibes and all that stuff matters. And it was, it couldn't have been worse last year. No, I mean, truly (laughs) felt like you might as well have been at a library or a funeral home during practice. Yep, exactly. Yeah, no music, no fun. uh, And it just was not fun at all. And one of the things, Nathaniel Hackett, Ryan, he's getting in there. He has a a boxing glove on, and he's in drills trying to punch the ball out from guys. That's just something you don't see, not just from Vic. You just don't see that from mini coaches, and it helps him relate to guys. And this is mandatory mini camp. You're fined if you're not here. The one guy we've had our eye on for a long time that has not been in OTAs, Melvin Gordon. He was here today. And Melvin kind of getting his first time in the building for an extended amount of time. Even he today said, it's fun to be here. When I first got here, they had Hamler and Judy uh, do, doing some like combat game on, on the boards of, of trying just a different way of trying to involve guys in terms of studying the playbook and things like that. And one of the things that Melvin said was this coaching staff, specifically Nathaniel Hackett, sometimes you know you see a coach and you take a detour in order to get to the cafeteria. You do, you don't really want to see them. Uh, they're not your friends. He said, Nathaniel Hackett, no, he's not like that. You you want to walk by him. You nice. you want to say what's up. And unlike you, Case Keenum, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, Case doesn't want to talk to anyone. Uh, and you could tell that Melvin kind of missed being at OTAs. Now he didn't say that, but he did say. Okay, I missed I missed a couple of small things not being here, and uh, he realizes that this isn't a miserable place to be anymore. Yeah, um, that's great to hear. Uh, and also, I talked to a couple of sources recently about Melvin, and I just asked, like, I'll, I'll just say they are players. I just asked, like, do guys care that he's not there? You know, obviously, you guys now have Super Bowl aspirations. It's a little different than the past. Like, do guys care? And they're like, no. Hmm. Um, they just straight up said, like, if you're Melvin Gordon, you've been running the, the rock for that long, there, you, there's nothing for you at OTAs. And so I was kind of surprised by that because I just I, I thought it would be the other way around. I, I agree, and I, I think that's really important to hear. Now, I think there's one guy that does care from a player's perspective, and that guy is Russell Wilson. However, credit to Melvin. He knows who to appeal to and to appease. Two more A words right there. Nice. Uh, he... Uh, Last week, although he was not at OTAs, he was going into the Broncos facility before OTAs started early in the morning and meeting one-on-one with Russell Wilson. You know, maybe a teacher's pet thing, but smart. Smart. Because you know who's going to be on the field as a running back in in clutch situations? Yeah, in Russ's office. It's going to be the guy that Russ wants. Now, it's going to, you know, there's going to be some coaching decisions in there as well. And I'm not saying that Javante isn't doing this and that Russ doesn't like Javante, but that's who it's going to come down to. So the one guy that I think it may upset a little bit, Melvin's going the extra step with him. Great. Smart. Uh, and it's true. Now, I don't think Russ would do this, but if Russ said, I feel more comfortable with Melvin Gordon in the backfield, he'd be the starter. Yeah, uh, 100%. And he would get 80% of the snaps yep. if that's truly how Russ felt and what and, and, and what Russ told the coaching staff. Yep. Um, and again, I just don't think he would. No. I also think Javante is going to be a beast this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I know Russ is going to love that. But he does. That, that's the level of power that he has. Yep. Um, and that's why you suck up to him. Yeah. It's smart. <laughs> you know where it the is power is. Very weird, though, to be in the building and then leave. Yes, I c- I completely agree with that. Uh, and uh, like it feels way more normal if you're just like in California. Right. Of course, do- doing your own thing. Yeah. And now, wh- when we saw Melvin today, Melvin, credit to him when he's not at OTAs, and and he says he's not an OTA guy, and we've known that was not a surprise. He wasn't in OTAs. He does do a good job of keeping himself in shape. Uh, now he still needs to pick up the playbook. It was pretty funny. He he talked to us and said right after he signed, he was in the building. Talked to George Payton, which I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, and he said, I picked up picked up the iPad, which has the playbook in it. Studied it for about three hours. And, and he was like, and now I'm here. And I was like, oh, I, I thought he was going to say like 30 days or yeah, something. Like every so, day. Three so, hours something a day. Something like that. Uh, yeah. And so I asked him, how does this new system fit you? And I think he packed the most cliches in a single answer that you can ever do. You know, running the ball. Running is running. Throwing is throwing, catching is catching, uh, and Paxton all of those things. Yes, exactly. Being tall <laughs> is tall, uh, and so he, so he's not concerned 
with a new system at all. Uh, and, and, and I think he's going to be fine in it in a one-cut system. Getting to the outside, he has speed there. But the conversation he had with George Payton when he signed his deal a couple of months ago, he told George, I'm not laying down. That I'm not just giving this job to Javante. I'm going to fight for it. And so that tells you the mindset that Melvin Gordon is bringing here. I expect Javante Williams to be the starter. You uh, wouldn't be surprised. Is that the right way to say it? If, if Melvin was the starter, you think he's the starter? Going to be the starter? No, I think that by the end of the season, it's very possible that it's either 50-50 or above for Melvin. Yeah, and so and, and that's the approach that Melvin's taking. And I think that that's the right approach to be taking. You don't want Melvin coming in here saying, yeah, Javante's the starter. I'm cool as a backup. You, you want him to have that drive. I think it could be very interesting, though, if first three weeks of the season, Javante's averaging 5.7 yards per carry and Melvin's averaging 4.1 yards per carry. What does Melvin's mindset do then? And, and, and how does the dynamic look? Is it still 50-50? And I think that's just something, an interesting thing to keep in mind. Yeah. What, what do you think is the risk? I think the risk um, would be it, it, just a, a guy that still has that edge and has that edge and then isn't seeing the field as much. And that can, uh, I guess, what we'll see what turns what that turns out to be. We heard Melvin, when he was with Philip Lindsay, say, no, we, we like each other, this is all great. And I do think they still liked each other. But we heard after the season, Melvin came out and said, yeah, that was kind of, it was kind of grinding. Uh, and I felt like I was in a competition every single day with Phil, and I was focused a little more on that than I should have been at times. I think that's something that, that could creep in again. You know him a little better than I do, so... Correct me if I'm wrong here, but am I crazy in saying there are some similarities personality-wise between Melvin Gordon and Emmanuel Sanders? Um, uh, I could see some similarities. And we saw what happened with Emmanuel Sanders when he didn't think he was getting the ball enough. Right. That's very true. And I'm not saying that that's a one-for-one -one comp, yeah. but I, I feel like, you know, they're guys who can be really chill, really cool, really laid back, and then also can be a little bit of a diva and and that edge is so good when things are going well yes, and, and, you, and, and you have to have guys that have that edge it's just about managing it and that's something that may be one of the biggest behind the scenes things that Nathaniel Hackett is going to have to manage not just Melvin himself but that running back room keeping not only keeping both guys happy but also doing what's best for the team how about also the receivers I mean, that's a, that is a big part of Nathaniel Hackett's job is managing personalities. That's essentially what being a coach is. Yep. And you got two – well, Javante's not a big personality. He's just no. a, a badass. Yes. Um, so you have an awesome running back in him. You have a personality, certainly, a big personality that you're managing in Melvin. You have a big personality that you're managing in Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and Cortland Sutton. There's only one ball. Yep. And we know that that ball's going in the air a lot. Yes, we which do. means running that carries are down from the jump. And if one got yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Nathaniel Hackett handles that group because I think in the end the pass catchers are going to be happy, all three. Yep. Plus some. Yep, I completely agree. And today I know this was. Uh just because it was his first day back, I don't believe Melvin Gordon got a single handoff from Russell Wilson today. They're making him work his way back, which I think is fair, yep. and I think is right, and I, I would say that for anyone as well, maybe maybe outside of Russ, but it, Russ would just never miss an, an entire OTA period. Uh, and so you saw it was every single other running back, I believe, except for the tryout player, got a handoff from, from Russ today. And so it's, it's going to be interesting tomorrow. Do, do they make him work his way up again all throughout mandatory minicamp? Or is he getting some reps tomorrow? That'll just be a small thing to follow. Tell me more about the tryout player. The try Oh, <laughs> it's 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 the Colorado kid, Max Borg. Oh, yeah, Max Bor Borgie. Borgie, yes, yes. I just didn't know how to say his last name. Yeah, he's there. Broncos have about five tryout guys, and it's cool they brought a Colorado guy in. Yeah, he was nasty at Washington State. Yes, he was. He was. Did he have an injury? Or why did he? Uh... I can't remember, honestly. Yeah. Um, but sweet pass catching back. A little bit of a bag of moves, kind of like Christian McCaffrey light. Ooh, I like that. Some someone to have around at least for this week. Yep, I think he was committed to see you, and then uh, decommitted. <laughs> uh, you mentioned wide receivers, Ryan. Like I said, Cortland didn't do much today. Tim Patrick, the most notable thing from him was that pass breakup that OJ had on him. Jerry Judy not practicing was out there. Didn't expect him to practice. It's the right decision with that groin injury he suffered last week. KJ Hamler. 
and maybe this is something we dive deeper on later in the week, but Ryan, he was doing a lot at the beginning of the offseason, and we were all saying, whoa, should we now maybe counting on KJ Hamler a little more because we're always in the in the very reserved role with him of until he's on the field, we don't want to count on him. He's taking a big step back. Now, maybe that's just the way the Broncos are managing him right now, but the past two or three weeks, he's been doing significantly less. In fact, today he left practice in, in the middle of practice, and I it wasn't didn't look like an injury while he left, but he put a backpack on and literally wa- walked across the parking lot and went in the, uh, the weight room. I don't know what he was doing. I personally have never seen a player do that. I thought it was very interesting uh, that – I don't know why he did that, but again, it could just be the Broncos trying to manage him, but something to keep an eye on because he was doing more earlier in the offseason. I'm actually cool with this if it's a strategic load management type of thing um, because I am so, so worried about KJ Hamler's hamstring. Straight up. It, it, it's The worst part about it is there's no predicting when or how or what is going to inflame it, and I'll touch wood and just say I hope it's absolutely nothing, but Every, to me, every route run is a risk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we talk about how guys who miss training camp, you just have to like completely change your expectations for them entirely. Yep. But that's if they miss it due to injury. I, I almost would be willing to say, like, give KJ Hamler, you know, three plays a day and just tell him to pack it up. Yeah. Because there's just no point in overworking him to the point where he tweaks something again unfortunately what you're describing to me sounds like someone who might have already tweaked something again Mm. and now you have to kind of change your approach but if this is a load management thing where they're just saying like hey dude you know you know we need you uh in september so there's no point in us working you too hard now i kind of like it yeah and it would be smart it would be smart that's just something to keep an eye on and speaking of injuries, Ryan, at the very end of practice, they actually called practice a little early because Tyree Cleveland went down after jumping for the ball, came down. I actually I didn't see exactly how he fell, but it was a leg injury. He was in, in, so, in so much distraughtness, uh, and uh, they carted him off the field, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett stopped practice early, just like literally two minutes early, I think. Uh, right after practice ended, he ran over to him, and Tyree Cleveland, I just feel so bad for him because it seems like it's a significant leg injury. And what sucks the most is like he obviously needed a really big offseason to yeah. make the team. Um, I guess you could silver lining it and say that if you get injured, you, you can't you can't get cut if you're injured. Yeah. Um, and that would be, you know, what I would tell him if I was trying to make him feel better. Um, I don't know if that would help. But it is true. You keep getting paid. Um, but it, is, it does – it sucks because obviously, you know, he had an opportunity. There is one slot for wide receivers um, that, that can be grabbed, and he was one of the guys that we said had an opportunity to do so, so that really sucks. Yeah, it, it does suck. So I, I hope he's okay, but I'm expecting the worst news to come out later today or tomorrow. All right. Good news, though, $150 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you bet on either team in tonight's NBA Finals. Oh, they're finally playing again. Yeah, they're finally playing. You know what's weird, though, with the Avs, how they do every— Why why are they taking two days off and then only one day off to travel? So I was at a golf tournament yesterday uh, with all hockey guys, and I learned the reason why they're doing this. Okay. Um, Biggest hockey program in the world— Hockey night in Canada, Saturday nights. So they wanted to make sure they got Saturday night uh, in there early in the series because then otherwise it would have been Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Right. So I guess they could have just gone Thursday, Saturday. Okay. But uh, that's why they they're making sure they get that Saturday. And what? It's a hockey program. Like yes, uh, it's like football night in America. Oh, that's their time. To- okay. Night in so this is super prime time for them. It, yeah, it's the biggest. Thing, you know everyone loves it and interesting i mean i guess the nhl does have multiple teams in canada but this is the colorado avalanche and the tampa bay lightning yeah it's like but it's like saturday night hockey is sunday night football okay okay so it makes sense that yeah. okay that that makes more sense uh but you're right i thought basketball was over because it feels like it's been forever since they played and over at DraftKings sportsbook you bet five dollars on the money line for either golden state 
or Boston to win, you'll get $150 in your account. What perfect time. You'll have that money hit your account for Wednesday's game when you can bet on the Colorado Avalanche. And one of the awesome things about DraftKings Sportsbook, and I just keep saying it because they keep doing it, is they just give you odds boost and, and awesome promotions every single night, it feels like, whether it's for the big NBA Finals game, whether it's for the Avs, and they'll be doing that again 33% profit boost, I believe, on the Avs game. The last game's hard to remember since it was so long ago. But they will just be giving you things as well. So head to the App Store, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in your account by placing a $5 money line bet on either team in the finals tonight. You'll get $150 in your account over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And Ryan, let's hop into our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week right now where I don't really like anything tonight. I don't like that there's no juice with the Warriors and probably because everyone thinks they're going to win, including myself. So I would be putting the $5 on the Warriors to get those $150 in free bets. But I am going to go to hockey. And uh, are you still giving out Kale McCarr for the Conn Smythe Trophy? Well, I gave it out so long ago with such good value that it just seems weird for me to get, come back to it now. Okay, then I'll do the slightly better value play here. I'll go Nathan McKinnon, plus 210, Kale McCarr at plus 180. Both of these guys can absolutely win this. Both of these guys are going to be stars. And why I'll give McKinnon the slight edge here is when he turns it on, Ryan, there's no stopping him. And we've seen that in multiple instances in this playoffs as well. So give me Nathan McKinnon plus 210. That means the Avs are winning the Stanley Cup, and that means Nathan McKinnon is going to ball out. There you go. I like it. Um, Zach, you know how I always I often talk about the difference between premonitions and predictions, right? Yep. Premonitions are just something that came to me that I can't control. It just... It happened, and I can only convey the information to you guys, and you can take with it. I'm not saying this is my prediction. I'm saying this is what the uh, higher powers have told me. About three weeks, two to three weeks before the, the hockey season ended, I had a premonition, a dream, that the Avs just mowed through the entire entirety of the Stanley Cup playoffs and hoisted the cup. Mm. So far. We're here, yeah. and... It's been correct to this point. So yep. I'm going to keep riding with that mm. and take Avs minus one and a half games in the series at plus 110, meaning they've got to win in six or better. And uh, and there you go. It's plus 110? Yep. Wow. I just It shows you how heavy of a favorite they are. They're minus 175 to win the series. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Man, I love it. I love it. Yep. Wednesday can't get here quick enough. Also, um, we were talking about the Saturday game. Mm-hmm. There was supposed to be a, a pep uh, concert at Ball Arena that night. Moves. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Move yep. out of the way yep. here. Because people were worried about that. They are like, what if they do a day game or something? Does so they make Ooh. sure they do the concert? Nope, they did the right thing. 6 p.m. games for every single game. That's how it should be. Sorry to anyone who had tickets to, like, Carry Leon. Is, or isn't it? <laughs> it's not even like pushed till next week. Isn't it pushed till like mid October? Well, they probably have to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends on her availability. Right. Right. I think right. it's her. I I only saw the name once. That's that's tough, but it's what what happens when you have a Karen Leon singer? How? I'm honestly props that that she's playing ballerina. I've never heard of her. Neither of you, and neither is Allie. Yeah. Singer songwriter. I'm sure she's great. I'm he... sure he's great. I'm sure he's great. No, he's from Mexico. Wait. Okay. How do you print, how do you spell the name? Oh, we're getting Allie with a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> finally, the expert here. Don't say finally. Um, it's C A R I N L E O N, and it is a so Spanish like musician. Okay. Karine okay. I'm sure it's that beautiful. Makes more sense than I'm sure Karen. it's beautiful. I'm sure it's great too. And like I said, shout out. They've got a, a huge fan base somewhere. It's uh, somewhere. And yeah, shout the out. tickets are pretty expensive to the concert. I bet if it's a ball. Uh, uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're, you've got, you can put 20,000 people in a stadium. Very impressive. impressive. It Very. says average ticket price, 267 I would take. Wow. I would bet on myself liking this music. I, bet I wonder would. if you here knows who it is. I don't know. Let's ask. Is he in the house right now? No, I don't know. Oh. oh. All right. Um, 
A shout out to our friends over at Athletic Greens as well, because you're going to be glowing. You're going to want to be glowing throughout the playoffs. You're going to want that Athletic Greens glow. And what is Athletic Greens? Well, Athletic Greens gives you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you get your day started right All it is, one little scoop. You keep it in the fridge. You wake up, put it in a glass of water. I think it tastes good. I think it's a little citrusy. Uh, It's green, but it tastes good. And it it helps you. It helps everything about your body. With those probiotics, they really help your gut. Gives you a glow. What'd you say? They they help with nails as well? Yeah, shinier nails. That's what Eric claims. Eric claims they help his shiny nails, so we love that. If you My biggest thing nails. is it, it makes it it makes you feel like you got a dub in the morning. Mm, like you, you start your day off. You're with just the like dub. I did something good. You know, yep. you're like, I, I got my greens in. Yep. And it's less than a cup of coffee. It's less than your average cup of coffee. Uh, and it has 7,000 five-star reviews. So, so many people have tried it and put their stamp of approval on it. And so have we. It's also healthy, paleo, gluten-free, uh, keto. It checks every single box that you want. And if you use the code D, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, you will get a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. So check them out over at athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. All right, I didn't see any super chats. Am I incorrect? All right, let's move on then. It's the- uh, mariachi music or oh rancheria music. I, I told you I would like that. <laughs> I might. No, I might. As soon as we're done here. Well, as soon as I'm done with work, going on the balcony, mm. turning this on. Oh my god! I have a brand new bottle of like nice tequila. Ooh, pour there that we go. on a little bit of ice. Mm. S- squeeze a lime in there, and I'm gonna listen to this music, and I'm going to be so happy. And might as well buy a ticket for the October show. Yep, there you go. <laughs> That's true. Because now you're not you're not gonna have to worry about it going up against uh, an Avs game. But it oh. might go up against Broncos game. That's true. That I won't miss it for. Um, <laughs> but. I I just made plans for my night. It's going to be great. You ready, Allie? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Making oh, plans goodness. on the show. Also, it's not going to fit the tequila slash mariachi music vibe, but uh, I, I went off the diet this weekend. Okay. Was going to go back on the diet today. Nah. Then I was scrolling day. through Twitter this morning, and our homie Vic Lombardi is in Italy. Ooh. And he posted like a slideshow of all the pizza he's oh eating in Italy. Oh my gosh, unfair. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm eating pizza today. Are you so making pizza? Sexy, pe- sexy ah, pizza. Ah, sexy pizza. Gotta be sexy pizza. Oh man. Yeah, you can make that work with tequila though. I can make anything work yeah, with tequila. Exactly. <laughs> or with pizza. <laughs> yes, true. Shall we hop into the comment section? Let's do it. Maybe people have some recommendations on music. We'll find out. First one coming in from Melbourne Bronx says, My boys, just got to try or just going to try to get RK on board with a new stadium. Imagine this, Ryan. Good luck. 100,000 plus seats, a retractable roof, state of the art screens, and sound system. Shiny new Denver media rooms and one for DNVR to broadcast after game shows, even in even an in-stadium DNVR bar, a monorail light rail from the city from the city center to the new stadium. Dreams are free, gentlemen. Who knows what a Walton future brings? Cheers and go abs. Why, why can't we build that in downtown? Um, Melvin Bronco, where's your response? Yeah, I mean, um, the, I'm not against the idea of a new stadium. I have actually no attachment to Empower Field at Mile High. I think it, it was actually a pretty ugly designed stadium, to, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but I have the most attachment to the stadium being in downtown. So mow down the stadium just like you did to Old Mile High. Build the new stadium where you built where Old Mile High was. Make the new make this the parking lots like you did then. Just redo the whole process. And you can join forces with the Cronkies, combine all that land and have like, you know, Denver sports, you know, people keep talking about Broncos land. How about just Denver sports land? I love it. That spans across the highway. There's like a walking bridge that goes underneath it, or I guess a walking tunnel it would be. Uh, There are, you know, that already is there. So I'm in on that. I'm not against the new stadium. I just don't want it in the boondocks. Now, I love your honesty, but you're going to have to be honest with me again right now. Do you think there's a chance that Rob Walton builds a new stadium in downtown? Yes. Really? I think there is a 1% chance. 1% chance. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. 
It's not, and I, I'm I'm slowly but surely coming to terms with it. But then I'm gonna be re mad all over again the first time I have to drive out there. And and the the thing is, is you're not gonna think about it this year because they're gonna play in the stadium, and then right when a great season wraps up, they're gonna drop this news on you. We need like at least one more Super Bowl run before in downtown. Well, and you'll they should absolutely it's it it will be a failure on the organization if they don't have a Super Bowl run before a new stadium opens cuz what? We're talking 5 years away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how long did the LA stadium take? It's a good question. I, I feel like it was that long. Did the Bills announce this year that they were doing their a new stadium? Yeah, I think it was this year. And I think they're trying to open it by 2026. There's nothing that is less interesting to me than people posting updates on the build, like the construction of a new stadium. Oh, like the outside, Just like a picture, right? What what I'm interested, I want to see what's gonna look like. So all the pictures of what they think it's gonna look like, but then yeah, otherwise. Oh, yeah, I like the renderings. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think uh, what what is it? Groundbreaking ceremonies are absolutely ridiculous some stadium just did that and it's a bunch of people standing in a deserted place with some dirt yeah this is great i guarantee you there's like men in suits wearing hard hats yeah holding the shovel that's ooh, that's rough and you know russ is gonna be the one breaking ground too i make a whole stink about um putting people in suits to talk about sports but putting people in suits to talk about construction might be even worse. <laughs> putting sports people in suits yes, to talk about construction. Yes, that's, that is even worse. <laughs> it's about as bad as it gets, and uh, that, that's probably going to happen fairly yeah. soon. Uh, speaking of the, the new owners, Ryan, are you surprised that Russell Wilson has talked to all four of the people in the ownership group already? No. Yeah, not I would at assume all. he probably talked to them before they even owned the team. You may know this, or you may be able Wait. to... What I want to know is Russell Wilson invited to the secret party that took place after the the purchase became final. So I heard some conflicting things that that secret party wasn't actually with the Broncos. It wasn't involved with the Broncos at all. It was just something else. Just a Walton thing? Was it even a Walton thing? I don't know. I I think... Because you didn't put that out, right? No, I believe it was DMAC. Okay, yes. And I think I saw him follow up and say like, oh... Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see what I said about it? What did you say? I think I saw your thing, which was, it was a joke about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can confirm a snowy owl just landed on my porch wearing two Rolexes <laughs> and unraveled a scroll with my invite. <laughs> That's how the invitation would be sent, yes. wouldn't it? Yes, it yes. is. Um, uh, okay, okay. So I think you'll be able to get this. Russell Wilson and Sierra are at a restaurant last Tuesday, a couple minutes before the news breaks that, that uh, Rob Walton is going to buy the team. Yes, that, that was it. George, Greg Penner, of course, one of the people that's going to be running the team in, the, in this ownership group, gives Russ a call to talk to him about it. Where are Russ and Sierra having dinner? It's they, gotta they're be, they're it's in gotta Denver. Be Los Dos. De- it's not Los oh, okay, Dos. Okay. No, no, no. I thought you were building a narrative right, right, right. here. No, no, no. Not Los Dos. And you really, I'm sure you like this, this restaurant. I can't confirm, but you like, you love this food. I love all food. That doesn't narrow anything. So <laughs> think of think of bougie. Okay. Think of think of nice. Um, sushi den. Ah, bingo. Mm. Sushi den. Yes. So Russ and Sierra are sitting at uh, sushi den, and uh, Greg Penner gives what? him a call to give him the news that he's his next boss. I'm always blown away that these people go out to dinner. Yeah, <laughs> especially like That's sushi den is ex- place, yeah. yeah very well known, popping all the time. It's kind of I've never seen any like high level Denver sports person out to dinner. And I just feel like I go out to dinner in Denver all the time like I feel like I should at one point cross paths with like Nathaniel Hackett at right, dinner. Right, one, right. Because every time I hear they go out to dinner I'm like do they really <laughs> Right, right. Uh I think the one time that this happened to me I was like- at private rooms in these places so this is this is what happened here north in cherry creek it's an italian restaurant i was there for my 18th birthday i had my back toward the private room and my buddy was sitting across from me and chauncey billups is walking back from the private room out to the front exit and he you got to walk through the whole restaurant and my buddy goes 
Chauncey Billups is right behind you. And he says it like that. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's like, Chauncey Billups is walking right behind you. I'm like, why are you saying it like this? And he's like, what? And then sure enough, Chauncey Billups walked right by. And he was like, I wanted to play it cool. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. I mean, um, one time I stood next to Ubaldo Jimenez at the urinal at the movie theater. <laughs> um, was it a trough? No. Okay. No. No. Um, I, I guess Russ and Sierra just at Sushi Den? That's what he said. You got to think there's a back room for him, him, right? Got to be. Yeah. I guess they do have like uh, sushi places sometimes have the like traditional room, like sushi rooms mm. that are like closed off. Okay. So that's probably where they are. That, that could be one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's got to be. So Russ already talked to all four owners. I wonder if Russ would have been if there was that party. Is mm. he like the one player that gets invited? <sighs> yes. I think, how many other players do you think on this Broncos team right now have personally talked to all four people that are known in the in, in the ownership group? Maybe one. Justin Simmons. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have said to him. Probably not. I, I don't, don't think, think he's. So. Ta- yeah, I don't think he's talked to him. I mean, he's already sat down with these guys too. In fact, Russell Wilson sat down with Rob Walton when he came to visit the team before even buying them. Russ is on his uh, his list of people that that they're meeting with. It's a little weird. Russell Wilson isn't really a a player. No, no, he's 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 whatever he wants to be. And, and you know Simmons what? Called, when we talked to Justin Simmons, he called him an A list celebrity, and yeah. I think he was just right about like that's what he is. In five years, if Russell Wilson is still here doing well, he's going to essentially have that. He's going to make personnel decisions as well. Yes, and coaching decisions like he's going to dictate what the team's doing on coaching and then obviously he's the most important person on the field yep and that's just the way it is when you have a quarterback that's that good and you give them that as a head coach nathaniel hackett gives him that george payton allows him to be in those conversations about the draft and who to sign in free agency in the comments 5280 hazy says i saw jump champ bailey at red lobster (laughs) wow i uh wouldn't have thought he'd be at that sort of seafood place and that's what I was just thinking to myself. Like, am I not going to bougie enough restaurants to run into these people? But like, if they're at red light, like, you know, right. like I go to like uncle. Yeah. I posted about that yeah. the other day. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, I, if they're, if they're not the Broncos and rich, famous people in Denver should be eating there. Yes, they should. <laughs> they should, man. I don't think there's a private room in uncle though. I mean, there's, not, any, there's not. not anything on no, the walls. So at the original uncle, you might not even get a private table. That's very true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I did see Calvin Booth at uncle once. Oh, so did you? Does that count? Re- he was, recently? He wasn't the GM yet. Okay. Wasn't the GM. <sighs> yeah, you, you still saw him. That's he was someone. so nice. He, he was just sitting by himself. Again, that's, this was at the OG. So there we were just at the bar. He just was also like at wow. the sushi bar. Or, wow. Hang on, I guess the ramen bar. One of the people. Yep. Do we think he's doing that now that he's a GM? I think so. Mm, okay, he's one of the people. Yep. I like that. I, I, you know what? And I can see George Payton doing that as well. After he left, the guy who was like working there was like, yeah, he comes here at least once a week. Wow. Like, yeah, well, you just gave away it. the secret of where to meet the, Bron- <laughs> or the, the, the Nuggets GM. I guess so. I don't even know where we how we got here we have one more question i believe it's coming in from s or from from sb madden says what's up team i wanted to reach out asking for dnvr listeners to also support youtube creator that's good sports <laughs> he's a denver-based broncos fan who makes great comedy and news content about the nfl in general he recently had a baby and often raises money for charity such as over three thousand dollars for the alzheimer's association last week thank you dnvr fan for everything amazing you do please go check out his channel if you have a chance let's ride go abs live and breathe dnvr speave out yes we all know brandon Burnham. <laughs> we do and he is great yes yeah and that's good broncos is actually part of our network Love um it. so we're very very familiar with with brandon perna that's good sports that's good broncos he's one of the homies we've had him on the yes, show before we have. we'll have him on the show again yep um but yeah i mean i don't disagree with any of that stuff. yeah he's great completely he's great that's good sports is great and pern is hilarious yes absolutely and abs- uh, he's a riot he is he is anything else i think i think we got it all the good the bad and the ugly from right. today's practice there we go that is going to wrap it up for us today on the dnvr broncos podcast appreciate you guys so much for tuning in hit us with a thumbs up on your way out you can also subscribe to our channel so you never miss and even sign up for alerts but we will catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.
Take you 